you're willing to fail day to day for you know the position that you might carry, right? We fail at our day to day jobs. You're willing to try things there. You're willing to bring ideas to the table. We fail at work. Why is it an issue if you fail at your dream? Today, we are talking to an inspiring entrepreneur who will challenge us to take up space even when you feel like you don't belong. We'll hear his story about how he's building a legacy for his family-owned business and within his community. Let's go. You're listening to the Start Right Now podcast. I'm your host, Chloe McKenzie, and I'm glad you're here for the epic conversations that will take you from aspiring to actualizing your dreams. Let's get started right now. Welcome to episode 16, if you're keeping track. If you caught our Monday pump up, you know the message of this week was at work, in business, in the rooms that you're in, you may not always feel qualified or like your presence is welcome, but it's so important to press on. Today, we're going to hear from Jesse Jones. He's going to share his story and we're going to hear about his family owned company, the Jones and Jones Group, a Toronto based marketing and content agency committed to helping brands better connect with diverse audiences. I really enjoyed this conversation and I know that you will too. Jesse, you are a lot of things, innovator, connector. We're going to dig into legacy today. We're talking, taking up space today, but mm. I'm so pumped to have you here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the podcast. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank I'm you. A fan. Congrats on it. Thank you. Well, we're, we're doing our first video podcast. You're listening to this, so you can't see our faces, but we're actually in the house of Kumba space in Brampton. You'll see some shots. Make sure you check out our, our socials after this episode. So yeah. Jesse, we want to get uh, the listeners to get to know you. We're going to start with our rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, let's All go. Right, let's let's do, do this. Okay. <clears throat> Give me three words to describe your creative process. Oof. Um, mobilize and then action. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says about me. Are you, we're going to dig into it. Do those three words now tell you there, about there's my whole some person? Tells, ah, there's some okay. tells about what we're going to, you know, approach <laughs> yeah. the questions later, but that's a good three, start. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, what is your superpower? Bridging gaps, connecting, connecting worlds and people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What projects are you working on right now? Oh, man. I think right now... Uh, Big, big focus is uh, is really mobilizing our new space here, House of Kumba. Um, I was going to say rebranding and relaunching, but um, just kind of bringing the Jones and Jones group into kind of like, you know, the the new era that we're in right now. I think everybody's had to, to pivot and adjust a little bit. And with this new space and um, with the new focus, like that's taking up a lot of my time now in terms of you know, crafting what that story is going to be, but then also just telling the world about it. Uh, words <laughs> that you live by, favorite quote, passage, some words you hold close. Uh, one day at a time, mm. for sure. Mm. And then, uh, and keep going. Mm-hmm. I think that's been something that, um, at least since I became entrepreneurial, mm. was kind of, I remember year one, I started to adopt that because you have to be able to find ways to stay inspired, mm. you know, mm-hmm. as you try to really build the thing out from scratch. So, and then one day at a time, probably over time, you always have your vision for how you expect things to be. I think as I was younger, I was like, this is what I want and this is how it needs to look and this is how it needs to feel. And I think as I've moved through things, it's not that I'm not like still attached to the end goal, but I think I'm more attached to the feeling that I need and the, and the energy I need to stay in 
and how that manifests might change from how I thought it should show up. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if the energy is the same and the thing that I want to feel, then it's going to be all good. Uh, what's something that you can't live without? Hope, family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good place to start. Um, let's talk about your roots because you grew up in Sudbury, Ontario. Sudbury, Ontario, my goodness. You went into the details I went there. there. I went there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I did. For those that are not uh, familiar, Sudbury is a pretty remote part of Ontario, Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Remote for Canada, but also not a place that necessarily has a ton of diversity, I can imagine, especially when you were growing up there. Yeah. Um, What was that like, and how does that inform kind of how you show up in the world today, what you're focused on? Yeah, so um, I was born in Sudbury, Ontario, lived there till I was five. Um, then we moved to Toronto. But uh, my parents, um, they came from Jamaica to Canada. My dad was in pharmaceuticals at the time. And so his territory, first territory, was like Sudbury, Timmins, Capus Casing. Mm-hmm. And so they headed up to Sudbury. Um, and, and myself and my, my brother uh, were born there. And that's actually where Jones and Jones Productions started. The whole purpose for the business was to create experiences for the Afro Caribbean communities. They would they would drive to Toronto to 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 do uh, events and things like that. But they started in Sudbury because there was surprise surprise others from Afro Caribbean backgrounds there. And so Jones and Jones was started to create opportunities and. Um, and experiences that people of Afro-Caribbean descent can connect to um, to remind them of home, right, in this new place. That's where the foundation was started for for what has now become Jones and Jones Group over 30 plus years later. But growing up in a very rich cultural home to Jamaican parents um, in a in a space like Sudbury, I think immediately you know, you would realize that there aren't many people who look like you in class and just the surroundings, uh, but you always had this rich, like, upbringing at home. So you never felt, like, less than as you were out in the world because you were, you know, I was built up at home. You're still immersed in it. Yeah, but I think what happened, what was was good, I look at it as a, as a, a benefit, is that from an early age, I was kind of, understanding how to navigate the world that would be later on, right? Where I'm in boardrooms and meetings and there aren't too many people who look like me. And and that doesn't really hit me in a way that maybe it might if I wasn't prepared for that. So I actually look at Sudbury as um, a really great way to kind of like ready me for the world I was about to enter I got both worlds. Like I got the home and then I also got like, here's what you're going to like experience. So from one, go. And it's given me time to like refine and really just kind of be used to what was going to be my normal. So it's uh, when I tell people I was born in Sudbury, Ontario, they're like, "Ah, what? Right. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Or some people are like, oh, yeah, that, that figures. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> hey, it's, 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 it's part of my story, and it's um, definitely something that I feel has um, been a plus. Well, how did you, <clears throat> uh, you know, if I think about your parents being 
at that place in this time for them to be doing what they're doing in terms of creating space, creating communities, creating experiences for this you know, settled group of you know Caribbean immigrants, right? right. That they're like really pioneers um, of 100%. this space in Canada as 100%. it relates to this. Um, did you know that at the time though? Did you know that they were you know, growing into this legacy that they were doing things that, you know, were, were very untraditional and new. Was that readily apparent to you growing up kind of close to what they were doing for business? To be honest, uh, it was just life for us. Yeah, I remember I was always like going to meetings, like my mom would bring the playpen everywhere and just have me there as, you know, she was doing her work at the time with the CBC or that was just life. You know, and then later on, as like I'm, you know, five years old on into like grade school and being at large scale productions and concerts in venues at like that age in the back, sleeping under tables because, you know, there's no sitter. So like you just you're rolling. That was my life. It was just normal. You know what I mean? Like um, we'd be. Like my parents would be down on Eglinton West, for example, in Toronto, little Jamaica, putting up flyers for events at like 1 a.m. in the morning. And we're going to school in the morning, but we're in the back of the van just sleeping. These things were normal because that that was just what it was. But osmosis, right? Like you're seeing all this, you're feeling all this, you're you're seeing your parents moving in certain ways and seeing how it affects the community. And so, yeah, it's it's funny you ask that question because, like, right now, um, the legacy thing is super, like, it rings loudly around me. And uh, I find myself just flashing back to, like, oh, wow, those were teachable moments mm. that I didn't even realize we were learning. And uh, there's no way for me to kind of, like, repay that. It was just a beautiful thing. And I don't even think they knew all the things that they were also doing at the time. They just, they came from an arts background. My parents are trained actors. They met in the theater, but they've also always been around business and and liking that. My grandfather and my grandmother were always organizing things in Jamaica and the community. And so my mom would see that. And so I think, you know, our kids are just watching things. And and so I just feel really blessed for all of that. Hundred sure. percent. Yeah. And I feel like you're you're fortunate in that sense that you, unlike let's say a lot of people that only get to have a relationship with their parent that is parent child, and it's very relational to you and what you need. Yeah. Um, whereas you had that exposure to them as business people, as you know, people doing things in the community, and I can imagine how much that's seeped into the way that you yourself run your business and, and carry on the things that you want to do. So yeah, yeah. Um, legacy. Now that you are really driving the bus, you're at the helm of Jones and Jones Group. You know, how, how do you want to build upon the incredible work that they've already done in the community and kind of take it to the next level? I think if you look at uh, where Canada is moving, right, you've got a lot of diversity that's kind of translating in the marketplace, like from west to east. And I, I think that if my parents' mandate was to come here and create space, take up space, and really promote and uplift and amplify Black experiences, Black culture, um, specific, you know, the Afro-Caribbean experience and connect those worlds to politics, to 
uh, corporate to just the, the everyday world, then what I would like to do is like, you know, maintain that spirit, but also, you know, as a first generation Canadian born here to immigrant parents, you know, my experience was that upbringing at home. And obviously I'm, I'm black, right? Like I was connecting with all different types of cultures in my classroom and my friendship circles, right? So I think my goal for Jones and Jones group is to add that layer and that lens to it in terms of how do I see the world? How am I engaging with the world coming from that perspective? What is the sensitivity by which I see things given my experience from Sudbury and, and, and having to always kind of be in, in rooms where people don't look like me? Like you have a sensitivity by the way you uh, engage with different groups because you always need to know, like you always need to be in different spaces. So you have to be knowledgeable about all those spaces. And I think that's the, that's the like, the, the dance. Ex- yeah, that's the dance. Mm. And and that's, that's not even a dance in a bad way, but it's the superpower when you're able to have that sensitivity across all people. You know, and I see it translating in the rooms we're in, right? As in, as an agency, you know, there are things that we might ask and questions we might pose that other teams might not pose it. And that's just because they've never had to think that way, right? And so in the spirit of what my parents came here and did, I'm just really trying to like maintain that commitment to making sure we're all seen and we're all heard, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And and again, that sensitivity by which I've had to move about the world, I just like that my team can also translate that, mm-hmm. you know, as diverse as we are. And I think that's one of the incredible parts about this space, House of Kumba. You know, it's very easy, especially me being in the personal development realm, it's very easy for somebody to coach you and say, just be yourself. Right. Um, but they underestimate uh, the fact that there are communities of people that don't have that same uh, privilege and confidence to be able to move about every space as themselves. There's always a sensitivity of, totally. you know, how are you being interpreted? Totally. How is my, you know, energy being, you totally. know, for sure. For sure. Um, of taken in by you? That's what House of Kumba is here for, right? So, yes, we operate out of here as, you know, our team, our agency, our collective, but there's a lot of time in this space where it's dedicated towards engaging the community, the dreamers, the creatives, the people who want to learn more about the spaces we play in. I have these doors wide open. That's what my parents, you know, came here to Canada and did for communities, like not just to do the work, but to also engage the future of that work, right? And so I'm, I'm looking to do that here. You know, the spaces, you know, street level, big windows, you can see us, we can see you. I want to engage and, and also like, allow for that conversation for people who feel like they might be having a hard time being themselves completely and fully wherever they operate because here we welcome that for me it's it's like 50 percent the work and 50 percent like just as equal trying to build the, the community and create and empower and uplift i probably get way more joy out of that than I do the client stuff and day-to-day stuff. Don't get me wrong, I love that. But the legacy part 
means means the world to me. What's it like seeing this year that crossover a lot more? So in the the wake of we've got conversations about racial injustice happening around the world, you've got global riots, um, you've got brands now leaning in much more closely in hearing stories about diverse audiences, about blacks, about, you know, um, groups of people that they maybe weren't as... Uh, considerate of or weren't as high priority for them from a for marketing sure. perspective. For sure. What's it like now seeing brands really shift to change the conversation and being a voice that really adds to um, the conversation? I'm, it's interesting to sit back and watch it too, right? Yeah. Because like everyone was kind of hit. There was that time, I think it was about May, June, where everybody was feeling it. Everybody was catching it, right? And every every black person in every company Got a phone call from mm-hmm. their director or something. Hey, so uh, I'm just wondering if we can talk. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, because I need to have a plan here mm-hmm. about how I can help you and help, you know, show that we're not on the wrong side of this conversation. And then you're seeing all the advertisements now, right? I'm sure you've probably noticed this where everything has like, oh, black family here. And, the, mm-hmm. and, and look, I think that's all well and good on the surface, but... I kind of find it really interesting when things go from zero to a hundred, when things go from zero to a hundred, I always question like, okay, so now you're showing, you're really showing mm-hmm. all the ads have people of color, but that's like just a tipping point. Mm-hmm. There's an unpacking that needs to happen. There's an understanding that needs to happen. There's a meeting of the minds that needs to happen. We have to be at the table, everyone, both sides. You got to really be interested. That's where the work starts. So that's that's what I'm seeing a lot of now and, you know, it's nice to be in a place where you can help help people understand that more, you know? Uh but again, this is just the 2.0 version of what my parents were doing back in the day, right? It's like the and and that's why I don't feel really rushed to kind of like, we're here, we do this because we've been doing this. This is not a new thing for us. This is not a new realization. We have always been in the space of helping people understand how the blend of our communities is um, is our superpower together. And I think now uh, it's nice to see that others are picking up on that. Right. Well, what would you say, not not everyone will necessarily have the same experience from a racial <clears throat> perspective in terms of uh, not fitting in or not feeling welcomed into spaces, but certainly the people listening to this are creators, they're entrepreneurs, they're artistic people that uh, maybe feel like they're not ready to step into their dreams, mm. step in and take the leap on something they've been longing to do because they don't fit in or because they're not the right this or right right that. Yeah. As somebody who has been an entrepreneur, a solopreneur for some time now, yeah, yeah. what advice do you give to those people who are on the fence, on the sidelines, feeling like, you know, maybe this isn't for me, maybe my goal is is out of reach? What do you say to them? I say you gotta understand like why. And if the if that thing keeps coming back. Like if it's just a recurring thing in the back of your head, like, you know, if it's something that you find yourself spending like your your free time on thinking about, then it's it's definitely something that's probably worth paying some attention to. I also really wanted to live in a space where 
I was able to um, act upon my dreams right away. <laughs> like I don't like I don't like a lot of like red tape. I'm somewhat impatient that way. Uh, it's probably a gift and a curse, depending on how you look at it. But we all have um, dreams, goals, aspirations. We all have like those things that we're passionate about. And some of us are crazy enough to actually like really pursue them. I would say to those people also like start right now. <laughs> no, but seriously, like actually start. Even if you're doing like a, a nine to five, but you want to build this thing up, start building it up. Um, I was building up a lot of the stuff before I actually took the leap. At the time, people were like, why are you always doing this other stuff? You know, but the other stuff was brand building. The other thing, too, is that um, it's very important, especially in the way that things are going in society now, that we don't get comfortable in like representing the brand that we might uh, work for so much so that we forget what our brand means to that process. So our personal brand, what are our skills? What is our secret sauce that makes us valuable to said company, mm -hmm. right? I also think that said companies need to start really realizing that they have some superstars within their company who might have different interests that maybe they should know more about because they could be positioning them in different places. But I think we need to welcome the spirit of of um, individuality and entrepreneurialism because some people aren't going to start their own business tomorrow, but they have the ability to be entrepreneurial within their day to day. You know, these are the types of things that I try to realize in terms of like team building around what we're doing. Long gone are the days where be inside company only here, think only this and never receive the outside world. That's done now. Tomorrow's never promised. So but if you know you're going to be like, mm, I should have given it, given it a shot, then you should give it a shot. Failure is part of the game. We fail at work, right? We fail at our day-to-day -day jobs. Why, why is it uh, an issue if you fail at your dream? At least you, you gave it a shot. You're willing to fail day-to-day -day for you know, the position that you might carry. You're willing to try things there. You're willing to bring ideas to the table. You're willing to get excited, go into the room and present them. I think like just going through that process for myself was really, I, I grew a lot. I felt so many things. I felt insecure. I felt inadequate in the early days. I, I, I would go into meetings and be sweating, feeling super, super nervous right. and super like, how oh, are they going to receive me? I don't know. But I kept going. You know, kept going through them. I literally was like in some really like super embarrassing scenarios where I was just like, like, why, and why am I nervous, right? Because normally I'm not. But these are just things that, you know, they build you. They build you. And I think it's worthwhile work to do, you know? Yeah. Such a good reminder in terms of all the other places where you get knocked down, where you're experiencing failure. Isn't your dream at least worth that? Right? that? That's what I'm saying. We do it every day. Right. And the other thing is like when we were kids, right? You have two, two young ones, mm -hmm. right? You see them every day trying stuff. Mm -hmm. 
right? Even the stuff they're not supposed to try. Especially the especially stuff they're right? not supposed to try. Especially the stuff they're not supposed to try. But they're trying it. And again, I'm speaking, I don't have kids yet, but I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, right? But like I'm assuming that they are trying it. I remember I tried things. Touch stove, all these different things. Reach up, like, you know, going climbing. and But you're doing that to establish some sort of independence some sort of like your own journey your own your own way of of being in this world and then at some point we stop doing all of that Mm -hmm. we get told go right here go left here stay in this box here and we all just do that right we all just do it like what happened to that wonder that desire to touch the stove or the desire to reach up and feel and see what you can't see right now. Like, you know, life is here and then it's not here. So I'm just trying to feel it all. That's mm. <laughs> so I'm just trying to feel it all, mm. you know? Once you get away from the fear of failure, things start to really open up. And I feel really blessed to be in this space and to have this space and to be sitting down talking with people like yourself, doing this podcast. Because these are things that I've imagined. Like I've literally sat down and said, I want to do these things one day. And to see it happening in the in these pieces, it's a blessing. So anyone who's listening to this who, you know, wants to take a shot on something, are you worth it? You guys got to come get some of this Jesse energy. <laughs> no, but for real, mm-hmm. are you worth it? Mm-hmm. If you're worth it, great. Mm-hmm. If you're not, no problem. Mm-hmm. But that's you deciding that. Well, House of Kumba is a place for creators to come and work towards their goals, collaborate, for sure. produce. For sure. How do people get in touch with House of Kumba? How can they yeah. um, get some of this energy? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, you know, the, it's it's about the social enterprising of what we're doing here, right? I think if we can meet new project managers, creators, designers, videographers, all these people who we have to employ on projects with clients, if we can kind of create that in through community, mobilize, teach, engage, connect, and then offer, you know, opportunities by which now they can become ambassadors to reach out and bring someone else and help them. That's really what this thing's about. So, I mean, we're, we're on Instagram, you know, um, at the House of Kumba. Uh, and we're we're rebranding, like we're about to launch all of our um, online assets soon too. So that's something I'm really excited about. But yeah, like I said, um, the day-to-day work stuff is one one part of it, but also the connecting with others and lifting people up ultimately is is what we want to do out of this space because without the people, we have nothing. Well, I encourage you all to connect with Jesse, mm. connect with the House of Kumba. We'll have all the contact info, yeah. handles, and the episode notes. But this was such an inspiring conversation, just really for people to start right now, today, on their goals, but not be afraid to take up space, to really own their dreams and own the spaces, even when they feel uncomfortable and out of sorts. For sure. Step into yourself, right? Yeah, Step yeah, yeah. into the things that are really important to you that you're called to do. Like like you have, actually, with this podcast, too. You like that segue? For sure. Because, like, <laughs> I, I, I think it's really amazing what you've been doing with this space and the platform you've been giving people. But also the vulnerability that you've been sharing in how you got to this point. And so I think that's worthy of um, 
of highlighting um, because it's great. Because I, I remember you talking about it, right? And that's one step. And then you actually like got busy and now you're being about it and, and you're rolling this thing out. And I was going to say the views, but the, um, what do you call it? I guess the, 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 the streams, <laughs> yeah. the listens, yeah. the plays are up. Right. So, uh, yeah, anyone who's watching this, I encourage you to, to listen to the rest of the conversations because they've been they've been great and they've been inspiring. And I think if one person decides to start right now, then you've made a world of a difference because that one person is going to impact many other people. So, hundred percent. Well, yeah. thank you for that. Kudos. And take Jesse's advice. Don't take it from me. <laughs> yeah. Take Jesse's advice. Would love for you guys to check out some of our previous episodes with other inspiring folks. But Jesse, thank you so much for the conversation today. Yeah, no problem. And really until next time, folks, get out there, get started right now. Like right. right like right now. now. Like don't cut the camera. Now, 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 all the cameras. That's all, folks. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Find me on Instagram at chloemckenzie.co. And don't forget to hit subscribe to get new episodes hot off the press or hot off the mic in this case. Start right now.